It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hey everyone, welcome to the Off the Rail Show on the Earned Five Star Podcast. I'm your host, Joshua Voles, Site Manager, Emperor, Supreme Warlord, and Defender of the Faith over at OneFootDown.com. And folks, I'm fulfilling a promise. I said uh, earlier this week on the podcast. That since uh, we're, <clears throat> we are in the middle of review preview season uh, because of schedules, uh, we really haven't been able to start cranking out the two uh, podcasts a week, uh, but I had said I was going to try to make up for that with some off-the-rail shows, and then I kind of had one in mind, um, and here I am at uh, oh almost a quarter after one in the morning Friday night after watching some Ohio high school football. Uh, and probably the worst officiating I've ever seen in my entire life. Like, no hyperbole there. That It was the worst officiating I've ever seen in my life. Uh, here I am, uh, fulfilling your, that promise I made to, uh, to record this, this uh, short, but uh, I think needed show. Uh, look, I had planned to do this a, a couple weeks ago and just uh, never got around to it. <clears throat> But and didn't really what we had enough to talk about. I wasn't I wasn't going to bring it up fully uh, on the podcast, although we have been 
talking about it quite a bit. And of course, I'm talking about conference realignment. Um, and with the news, the most recent news of the ACC uh, bringing in Stanford and Cal and SMU for like next to nothing, <laughs> those three schools are just giving up a whole bunch of money. I, uh, you, you know, that news just dropped, but uh, we had, I've certainly already had thoughts in place a couple weeks ago, uh, like I said. And here we are. Uh, and now we, we are just, uh, I don't know if we're on the tail end, but it, it kind of on the tail end of this massive conference realignment shift uh, for the sport. Um, obviously, Oregon State and Washington State, uh, I don't know, either God bless or RIP. But um, something, you know, there, there, <laughs> that still needs to get figured out by them. But it's just, it's wild. There's just <laughs> the amount of moves made over the last few years. Uh, it's just, it's like five times the amount that we saw in the last decade. Um, and I'm not sure if it's good for the sport. And I, I'm not, I can't say I'm a hundred percent sure that it's not good for the sport. But I'm. Very, very, very sure <laughs> that it's not good for the sport. Uh, and, you know, when we get into these conference discussions, and especially, like, look, you know, we talk a lot about the whole national scene, uh, you know, on the Earn Five Star podcast and on, on the website. And I'm not sure if Notre Dame fans feel, not they feel equipped, but certainly when you're talking to other, other fans, uh, you know, f- Throughout the throughout the country, or whatnot, that are fans of other schools, you kind of get that look, like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, and what w- what conference are you in again? Oh, you're you're not in any. So you, you shut up. I mean, they you know, people get upset. So, anyways, I d- we would need to answer the question. You know, like, is Notre Dame to blame for all this conference realignment? Maybe there's some of you out there that think that's a silly question. Like, how could it be Notre Dame's fault, right? They're not in a conference. You know, unless unless you want to count the the half foot in an a, in the ACC, and we'll get to that. You know, then there's other half of you that, you know, maybe maybe you are like absolutely, absolutely they are. But so we're going to we're going to talk just for a few minutes here, uh, hopefully you're you're listening to this, getting your Saturday morning chores done uh, before college football hits you hard, or maybe not. Maybe you decided to wait to listen to this on Sunday, Monday, whatever. It doesn't doesn't really matter when you listen to this because it this isn't a time thing. This this all makes sense right now, tomorrow, yesterday, uh, five weeks from now. It, it all makes sense. So is Notre Dame to blame? For conference realignment, for this conference realignment, like mad dash for cash, like all like all over the country, you know, like college football has seen and college athletics has seen, you know, conference realignment for decades and decades and decades and decades. I mean, it's it's always been a part of the sport, you know. Let's not forget Tulane was once a member of the SEC. Uh, there used to be a conference called the Southwestern Conference, uh, so, and you know now there you know the South Carolina used to be an ACC team. I mean, it just it's all and you, <laughs> and that's just like some of the some of the, your your Power Five 
or whatever, you know, kind of stuff goes on. Like in the, when you get into like the group of five teams that, what you know, you, some people call mid majors conference realignment has been going on. Like it's like between whack mountain West conference USA. I mean, it's just, there's a constant, there's been a constant shift for decades and decades and decades. So the fact that conference realignment is just like some kind of like something that sprang up uh, back in, you know, 2010, between 2010 and 2012, isn't true. This has been going on for a long, long, long time. But certainly, certainly we have seen over the last decade a major push into whatever college fo- whatever box college football is deciding to get into. Um, and with Notre Dame, they're a major player in all of this. And, you know, this go this all – a lot of the conference realignments, you know, deals with, you know, college football playoff access. And then, you know, that changes. And then so Notre Dame has been a major part of all of this. But let's start not exactly from the beginning, but let's start at the beginning of like this conference realignment. What I, I mean, kind of like the mad movie, the mad movement of conference realignment. And for Notre Dame, it really goes back to the late 80s, early 90s. goes back to the Holtz era when the Big Ten pushed hard for Penn State and Notre Dame to join the, to, to join the Big Ten. Obviously, Penn State jumped. And this is huge. Penn State you know, was a major college football independent. Back when Notre Dame, Penn State, Florida State, Miami um, – I know I'm missing like I, mean, I really am missing like a, a, a bunch of other big name independents. Um, the independents started to jump ship and and move into conference life uh, because let's face it, scheduling's hard. I mean, it really is. And so to to not for not just football, but for your entire athletic department, trying to get things more finalized and situated uh, and basically you know, ease of use uh, and that. That's that that appealed to a lot of schools because I mean, a lot of these schools, their identity was not tied to independence quite like Notre Dame's. And for Notre Dame, independence had become a major part of their identity. And but even back in the in the late 80s, early 90s, it's not like it was it was today. Because you had so many other big name programs that were independent, it, Notre Dame didn't exactly beat its chest like it does now about being independent. Because it was just it just was like, well, this is what we are. This is what we do. This is why. Um, but yeah, this all this this all this major sh- stuff. You know, there's a there's a point you go back in time. It's right there. When Penn State joined the Big Ten, you know you have an even number, or excuse me, you have an odd number now of schools. It's the big, Big Eleven, fun logos, all that good stuff, and the big, you know, you, they don't go after another school because the bait was ND, and the bait remained ND for another decade, and towards the end of the, uh, towards the, you know, I can't remember what year that was exactly. 
uh, I want to say it's late 90s, early 2000s. This is not going to be an exact science <laughs> that I'm speaking to you right now. Just talk, This is just from the top of the head. Um, no notes. Notre Dame was set to join the Big Ten. Mike Bray, Notre Dame head basketball coach, was basically told we're, we're joining the Big Ten. And that all seemed like that was going to happen. Notre Dame had a board of trustees meeting and all that. That got squashed. It wasn't happening. Not happening. So now you're sitting in the, you know, the Big Ten made you know, two major pushes for Notre Dame, you know, within that decade. Didn't work. Didn't work for them anyways. And in the meantime, you have, you know, you, you have some shifts, um, you know, Again, you had a conference called the Big Eight that dissolves. You got the Big Twelve, you know, that formed. All this stuff, you know, had been going on between uh, the time you know that Penn State joined the Big Ten, which, by the way, is also the time that Notre Dame pissed everybody in the country off by being on NBC by signing the NBC contract. Notre Dame at the time was considered greedy. They were considered to be all about. You know, just all about the money and nothing else. They didn't care about college football. All they cared about was money. Is this huge narrative that was spun about Notre Dame that, you know, we obviously, once we got into this major, you know, conference realignment blitz and fans are talking about money like it's actually like it's their money, like like they fucking had it in their pocket, which is just ridiculous. Like when people are like, whoa, this is the dumbest argument to have. Uh, but, anyways. Fans, you know, fans, administrators, journalists all, all over the country, you know, were were for shame Notre Dame uh, for for the NBC deal. And then when we get to this conference realignment blitz, then it was like, wow, how can Notre Dame not not join a conference? They would make more money. They would make more money. They would make more money. So then they were mad that Notre Dame decided not, you know, not to join a conference and, and quote unquote, make more money. It's because they missed the point entirely about being independent. They completely missed the point. They they didn't understand being independent was the American dream. If other teams could do it, if other programs could do it, could, mind you, could, they would. Because you are your own boss. You answer really to no one. You know, you decide, you know, and with a name recognition and... And everything that goes in with with Notre Dame football, you know, conference conference didn't need it. Teams were still going to schedule them. There was not going to be a problem um, filling out your schedule. Um, teams were, be- you know, there there was never a shortage for any Notre Dame athletic director, um, you know, in the '90s and 2000s to, to to schedule up a you know a program to to play. So yeah, so that so everyone's. Everyone's shifting around about, about what they're mad about when it comes to Notre Dame and their conference uh, affiliation. So, fast forward about oh, I don't, from the from the time when Notre Dame uh, voted down joining the Big Ten. Uh, fast forward about ten years or so. And another very, like, huge, huge part of this whole puzzle happens. 
and that's Nebraska heading to the Big Ten, leaving the Big 12, leaving the the historic home of the Big 8 teams, of which Nebraska you know, was a part of. Why? They were pissed off at Texas, and they jumped to the, go to the Big Ten. Now they got 12 teams. They should be happy, right? Nope. They are still, Big Ten is still trying to get Notre Dame. They, every carrot they put out there is to try to get Notre Dame to nibble enough to get them to finally join, join the Big Ten. That wasn't happening. And at that time, cable was still a thing. <laughs> and the Big Ten went and grabbed Maryland from the ACC and Rutgers from the, from the Big East for East Coast television sets. Plain and simple. I mean, and you think about it now, it was like one of the worst moves they can make. There was <laughs> now, if you could, if they could go back in time, that, that would never would have happened. And other programs that, you know, have probably already other programs that have already jumped to other conferences during this time would have been a much better get or a, a more a value grab or what the programs, you know, the, the program's worth and all that. But again, the Big Ten is trying to get Notre Dame. They're they're pushing, pushing, trying to push the buttons to get Notre Dame to, to you know, to finally say, you know what, Jim Delaney, we're in. And in a, in a weird way, Jim Delaney got a, a little bit of a win when Notre Dame hockey joined the Big Ten, and then went on to win the next two Big Ten uh, conference championships in hockey. Um, but that's, I mean, the Nebraska jump, because that's uh, the, the historic ties. No one was really w- looking out for that. And I, I brag about this quite a bit where I had just read some articles um, during that time and had read how pissed off Nebraska was about this Texas thing. And I'm just like, man, they could, they might leave this conference and, you know, maybe go, maybe go to the big 10. I went on a podcast with Michael Felder. I brag about this all the time because it's one of the one of the few things that I was like absolutely hundred percent correct on, and was adamant that it was going to happen. And you know, it said, hey, "Hey, I think they're going to the Big Ten. This is going to happen." Blah 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 blah. And you know that obviously it happened. So, anyways, <clears throat> so that's going on. And during that time, you know, you had. Get other moves throughout college football. Again, all of this was was related to cable television and and the viewership there and uh, media markets, the whole nine. You know, now the the value is much different. Um, like as a, it's more it's brand based rather than media. You know, your media market based, um, which is an entirely entirely different thing. Um, so, <laughs> moving along, you know, A&M bolts for the SEC. Again, Texas pissed off everybody. Is Texas to blame for conference realignment? Maybe. Maybe. Again, there's, there, there's, there's all sorts of culprits. Notre Dame and Texas are two of the biggest suspects when it comes to this whole thing. Without, without a doubt. Without a doubt. Notre Dame and Texas are, are the two two of the biggest suspects in this entire thing. 
And then, you know, it just, it, I don't have to repeat it all to you. It just all, it all goes nuts. Uh, you know, Notre Dame strikes a deal with the ACC because they, they need a home. The Big East is collapsing. Uh, and they need a home for all their other sports. And the ACC got more out of Notre Dame than I think most people thought they were going to. And it, they got them to commit to five, you know, games a year. A half-in measure with, you know, for the football team, which is pretty significant. You know, I think at most, Notre Dame played four Big Ten teams in a season, I think, something like that. Uh, I, don't, I don't think they ever played five Big Ten teams in a regular season, but I, got, I could be wrong. Uh, but hey, ACC got them to commit, you know, to do that. So now we're rolling along. But the conference realignment just does not stop. The Big 12 is, is trying to save itself. And the SEC is just like, hey, we can, you know, we can strengthen ourselves. You know, the SEC took freaking, you know, Missouri along with AM. I don't even, you know, Missouri was a candidate for the Big 10. And, but that happened. And then, you know, then it just went, it goes, I mean, there's all sorts of stuff. All sorts of stuff with the conference realignment, and I remember, I remember hard. I mean, I remember <laughs> very well how the 2010 to 20, well, at least 20, you know, 14. Those four years were just chaos. Rumors upon rumors upon rumors about who was going where, what was happening. You know, BYU went into. It just it went all nuts. And then now, you know, the most recent most recent things were. Oklahoma and Texas, again, Texas, suspect for being the biggest, you know, villain in all, in, all, in all this, if you don't like the conference realignment. Texas and Oklahoma are bolting for the SEC. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Big Ten starting to feel like, hey, if this is a two-conference race, like everyone says it is, Big Ten, SEC, you know, we need to add somebody. Notre Dame does not look like they are doing anything. Like people have tried to make this happen. People have said, "Well, this, this will be. This is the move that will force Notre Dame. This is the move that will force Notre Dame to join a conference." And it hasn't happened yet. And once they got the 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 change in the college football playoff to the twelve to, to the twelve team playoff, Notre Dame had no need, no no need at all to join a conference. They had. And especially in their own view, they have access to the playoff. Did not they do not care about about not ever having a number one seed. I have issues with that. Notre Dame does not. So that which is a big difference. Notre Dame is like like I said, living the American dream. They are doing what they want to do what they want. So they have access. They have access to the playoff. That's all they care about. Don't leave us out. People will schedule us. So they say. <laughs> Uh, but, <laughs> but you know, Big Ten 
they're they're in the race. So they're looking around, and the teams that are like kind of the most flux are the Pac-12 schools. Because the media rights deal was it's just asinine what has gone on out there. It's just the poor leadership by the commissioner and just like they have they, they had in the slightest. And they're just they're at a disadvantage on the West Coast. They just are. They don't have as passionate of fan bases throughout the country. It's just, and look, I'm not talking about you, uh, Mr. Washington Superfan or Mr. Uh, Trojan Superfan. I, I get that there are plenty of fans out there. Uh, but it is not the Pac-12 fan base. I don't care which school you take is not rolling deep like a Penn State or a Michigan or Ohio State. It's just not happening like that. So the media rights and no one's paying attention to it. Um, they should be. I mean, Pac-12 After Dark is a fucking great product. I, I mean, I love. I mean, I just love college football, anyways. But you know, they're fun games to watch. But they were not getting the deals that the money that they were wanting. USC, UCLA, rivals across town, bolt, go to the Big Ten. There goes your there goes your real anchor in the conference. Watching Oregon go a little okay. Hey, we're we're not really cool just hang out. Oh, Big Ten will take them. Washington Oregon to the Big Ten. Your four biggest brands out of that conference heading to the Big Ten. And so now we're at a point where it, no one cares about, not say no one cares about Notre Dame, but I mean, like, it doesn't matter where Notre Dame lands at anymore. For decades and decades and decades and decades. Man, that's probably not, that's, that's probably too many decades. For a long fucking time, <laughs> the, one of the main goals was for the Big Ten to try to get Notre Dame. And then the ACC, like, maybe, like, maybe they'll be nice. For nice enough, they'll join us full time. Like letting them have a home during COVID. Notre Dame's just like, you know, thanks for no thanks. And so then we have we just have what we have now, right? So who's to blame for all this? So if you if you say Notre Dame, you're not really wrong. Like this all started because like the Big Ten would not have a home for Nebraska if it was if Notre Dame had joined either with Penn state or a decade later, they would not be, they would not, they would not have had a, a spot for Nebraska. Now would Nebraska have had a spot in the sec, probably not. I mean, it just, it, they were not going to go anywhere. They, they bitched and complained and went public with it because there was a spot at the big 10 because Notre Dame's, because that was Notre Dame's spot that they were saving, basically, and finally saying, you know what, that it's not happening, we'll go get a this this big brand, Nebraska, and that's really, in, in my opinion, where all of this nutbaggy shit kind of has its origin point. Is the Nebraska to the Big Ten move? So is it Nebraska's fault? Maybe. Hmm? Texas, I mean, then, but they'll blame Texas. So it's, again, we're back to Texas. But again, somebody's over there going, but this is Notre Dame's fault. Because all these moves the Big Ten has tried to make over the years to get Notre Dame to join, and they will not. Or maybe it's the ACC's fault for, 
you know, placating Notre Dame and, and giving them a home and, and all that. Again, maybe this is just Notre Dame's fault. Notre Dame has been in the you know in the view of others bastards. Like they just they won't they won't play by the rules. They won't just join a conference. They won't do what we say they should do. Not you know, and none of them finding the irony in their statements was like that's why Notre Dame's not joining a conference because they're living the American dream. So is it Notre Dame's fault? Is it Nebraska's fault? Is it Texas's fault? Whose fault is this? Well, I'm going to tell you. And I think once I tell you, I don't think anyone's going to argue with me. Whose fault is conference realignment? It's Michigan's fault. Hands fucking down, it is Michigan's fault. This all, all of it stems from Michigan. For blackballing Notre Dame all those years to joining the conference and making Notre Dame basically jettisoning them into national level. No conference home for Notre Dame. They got to do things differently. If Notre Dame would have joined way back when, when they wanted to join the Big Ten or the Western Conference or whatever the hell, at any point, the Notre Dame we know today wouldn't even be remotely close to the, to to what we have. It would be a version of Northwestern. Notre Dame made itself by being independent. It's spitting the in the in the low odds, and you know if you beat the odds, you are a true champion. You are you know you're something else, man. You're hey, you're a star, buddy. So this is Michigan's fault because if Notre Dame was in this conference, and I'm you know and I don't know if Notre Dame is in this conference, do they even fucking try to get Penn State? I mean, that's that's Notre Dame is a key part in all of this, but it's not their fault. You want to blame somebody, blame Michigan. Blame Michigan for being bigots, for being dicks. Blame Michigan for <laughs> trying to get other teams to blackball Notre Dame on, the, on their schedules, let alone the conference on their schedules. Michigan, because they're dicks, it's their fault. And they sit, the, they sit there like they have nothing to do with any of this. And it all points back to them. At one point or another, it all points back to them. If you want to blame Notre Dame for conference realignment, for everything that's gone on, and there's some that, that have, I mean, you can make a case for it. but And it's a good case until you realize, well, how did Notre Dame get here? That's the, that's the blame. The origin story is the origin story, not the middle story. And the origin story is Michigan saying, we don't like Catholics. Stay away. Oh, you, you beat us? <laughs> We're not going to schedule again for another 40 years. It's Michigan's fault. Because if Notre Dame was in a conference, the weird, mad, the doors do not open like they have been recently. Now, people think I'm crazy, right? Like, like that doesn't change the money and all that. You're right. You're right. Like, but none of the, like the uh, it, it takes it, it takes a snowflake to start an avalanche. And if it's not snowing, there is <laughs> there is no s- snowflake to make the avalanche. And that's what this that's what that all is. Now, 
we could have a version of what this conference realignment is, maybe something really similar, maybe a decade or two later from now, you know, later from now, you know, if Notre, so let's say Notre Dame joined the conference in Big Ten in 19 fucking 70. Everything that's going on today would not have happened, but maybe it would have happened a few more years from now. But, you know, we don't know that. But I can tell you, you can pinpoint, you can go back in time, and a lot of these moves that were made, the big, the big moves, at one point or another, Notre Dame is a part of this. Again, the Big Ten would not have a home for Nebraska, which, in my opinion, was what kind of gave the green light and for Nebraska to go to the Big Ten for things to just kind of be like, it's on. Like we can, we can do whatever now, you know, maybe there was other moves that, that are more obvious to people. Uh, but that was the one I, because it, it, it was because it makes no sense, right? Nebraska built its entire brand off of big eight football recruits from Texas recruits from California. Uh, but I mean like that, that was what Nebraska did. Now, then they shifted their entire program towards the Big Ten. No more games in Texas. Uh, few trips out west. Uh, recruiting base out there dried up. Nebraska's not like a you know a great state for recruiting, and for for some programs, I think conference realignment matters in recruiting, and some programs it doesn't. I think for Nebraska, it certainly does, and at that time. And maybe, you know, maybe five years from now, maybe that that's less of a case for every program out there. But when they moved and they, you know, they uprooted their roots. Can I, can you say that? Uprooted your roots? Yeah, sure. It's a statement, whatever. So yeah, the long and short of it is this whole thing is Michigan's fault for being dicks. Because in my mind, in my, the Notre Dame is the key to a lot of these moves that were made and the after moves that were made. And they never, they never budged. They, they, well, they budged slightly with their one foot in the door uh, with the ACC. But that's only because they weren't allowed to join the big 10 way back when blame Michigan. When in doubt, always blame the skunk bears. The media darlings, without a doubt, are evil and have done evil things. And this is their legacy, is basically ruining college football. Making college football some kind of, I don't even know, man. It just sucks when you start thinking about what, probably how this is all going to work out over the next five to ten years. Like this isn't college football. This is a, a minor league version, and I don't. I'm not talking about NIL. I don't. That has nothing to do with me. Good players get your money. That has not. Has nothing to do with ruining college football. Or is ruining college football is taking college football away from fans, taking rivalry games away from fans. Um, <laughs> you know, taking the the crazy weirdness of you know rankings away from. I mean, it just trying to make this a computer program, trying to make college football make sense 
is what is ruining college football. It's not supposed to make sense. It's not supposed to be clean. For years, we were under the delusion that that it had to be perfect while failing to realize that the imperfectness of college football is what made college football perfect. But slowly and sure, but surely we've are ruining the sport and it's Michigan's fault without question. Uh, so that's it. I hope that made sense for you guys. It makes, it made sense to me in my mind. Uh, not, maybe not as much sense uh, a few drinks later. Uh, but I've been rattling this around my head for a few weeks and I, I would normally jot down a couple of notes, a couple of points to make, but I, I think I made them. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully you guys get it. Uh, but again, this is off the rail show. I got no one to bounce this off of, um, you know, like make it make sense. That's, this is where I'm at. This is all Michigan's fault because Notre Dame was such a, a point of reference for conference realignment that it all boils down to big, if they would have been in the big 10, this, most of this would never have happened. And that's Michigan's fault. And you know what, by the way, Thanks, Michigan. Thanks for thanks for being dicks. You know, it, 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 <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm glad you did your thing because now Notre Dame is Notre Dame and not just some random member of a conference with numbers that don't make sense either. <sighs> All right, that's it. Lovely. Hopefully, you listen to this Saturday morning. Not before Notre Dame's Tennessee State game. Hopefully you're not listening to this during the Tennessee State game. Uh, like, I think we all want the the big lopsided win, but I just hope it's not too too boring without making any waves, if that's a possible thing. But uh, that's it. Though, so just a reminder, everybody, uh, please rate and review uh, the Earn Five Star Podcast. Uh, so if you're rating it, rating it off that podcast, and if you think what what I'm doing with the off the rails, and again I'm a, I'm trying to push these out this year a lot more, especially uh, with our schedules and and not being able to be together um, all the time for uh, for two separate shows a week. Um, still trying to get something else out to you. I know it's it's the football season; everyone's hungry for for something, um, and I'll try to do whatever I can uh, to help there. Hopefully. My ramblings make sense. I don't have Jude screaming at me, telling me I'm wrong. I don't have Brandon, Brendan here making a joke, um, trying to try to argue uh, a separate point with me about it. Hopefully this makes sense. Uh, but yeah, get on over to Apple Podcasts, leave a rating, leave a review. Any review that you leave, we will read word for word on the next Earn Five Star Podcast. Uh, and that's it, y'all. Uh, thanks for listening. And as always, go Irish. <laughs>